Have a car question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah, welcome back. Hour two of Utah Car Sense here on The Zone Sports Network. Uh, we fired Eric Jensen. Uh, for not turning <laughs> Roger Parkins' mic on. Just kidding. He had he has other duties at a different job today. So we've uh, got Brian Priest producing now for us this hour. 855-340-ZONE. If you'd like to be part of the show, getting on the drawing for the free oil change with pickup and drop-off. The worst parts of your commute. The worst parts of your commute uh, out there in Utah. Let us know what they are. Uh, I didn't hear what you just said, Brian. Got it. Uh, and the worst parts of your commute, where do we need to get the roads fixed most? Here in a little bit, we'll tell you about the uh, lady in Lehigh that took matters into her own hands. And I got to run a big pet peeve of mine that showed its ugly face in the car world. Got to run that by Roger here in a moment. But, Roger, we've got a caller, <laughs> uh, our third caller of the day. So Fantastic. You, you've got good odds of uh, winning this oil change. So get in, 855-340-ZONE. Mark is next up on Utah Car Sense. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. Hello. Hello. Yes, what, Hello. what's going on? So, okay, really dangerous situation. So when you're going eastbound on 53rd South and you want to get on the freeway, there's two lanes to turn onto the freeway, and once the light's green, you can go. However, people coming westbound trying to get on the freeway have a yield sign, but no one sees that. And so... Probably about 10 times I've turned on that road and a car is coming right for me, doesn't see the yield sign, and they have to go into the shoulder to avoid hitting me. Mm. And I've seen accidents there too, but most of those on-ramps don't have yield signs, but this one does, or they have an extra lane that they can turn onto and then merge, but this one doesn't. So as soon as you turn the corner, you're supposed to stop and merge, but people don't. Are we thinking maybe instead of a yield sign, we should be putting a turn light of some sort yeah, there? Yeah, light or stop sign or something. Maybe make it a larger sign and try that. Uh, because no, I don't think that would help. Well, I don't. Yield signs are obsolete to Utah drivers' eyes. They, we can't see <laughs> yield signs. It's, it's something in the air and water, the inversion here. It just makes that upside-down triangle invisible to us. So I can't blame uh, us. It's our, it's our uh, DNA makeup there, Mark. <laughs> or they can just build, you know, widen the road and make like uh, another lane there that you can merge into later, so you can get up to speed. That that's fine. Like I do too. Yeah, absolutely. So eastbound fifty three. Watch for the westbound. We will do yes. so. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. Thank you. Eight five five three four zero zone. Uh, I don't see anyone know how to use a yield sign, but I certainly never see anyone know how to use a yield sign in a roundabout situation, Roger. Uh, They're suggestions, man. You ignore them. <laughs> I think I think we see roundabouts as uh, like we're getting the gravitational push to orbit around the atmosphere of the world, like like exactly. uh, in The Martian, uh, the Donald Glover uh, pen on the forehead scene where he says, "Well, we'll just use the gravitational pull to to slingshot us around the Earth," and we see roundabouts as a chance to go faster. Uh, when we when we're approaching them, rather than it's like on the old Hot Wheels track, when you got to that part where it <laughs> it had the little bumpers that made the car go faster again. That's yep. what I think we see roundabouts for. 
Well, uh, you're dating us if we all know what those are. <laughs> but Hot Wheels are still a thing, aren't they? I, you know, I don't have little kids, so I don't know. <laughs> I never had Hot Wheels growing up, ever. Uh, we had, that's not true. We had cars, we had die cast metal cars and things, but we never had the tracks. Oh, you know? I had, I grew up with Hot Wheels and all that stuff. It was fun, but, you know, it seems like that age, my grandkid's six, and his big thing is Legos. He'll take Legos over anything in the world. Hmm. Uh, especially on the, the Hot Wheels crisscross. Where you yes. have four loops coming into the middle. That's what I think people yeah. see roundabouts as here. Uh, <laughs> 855-340-ZONE if you'd like to be part of the show. Uh, 855-340-ZONE. You'll have a one in four shot at that oil change right now if you get in. All right, Roger, a big pet peeve of mine. When I was, here, when I was I'm a, surprised you have one. But. <laughs> <laughs> one or two or three or Do four. Do we have a breaking news say. sounder? Yes. Uh, Austin Horton is bothered by something shocking. Uh, <laughs> Film at 11. When, <laughs> when I was a uh, immature youth, like yesterday. Um, uh-huh. I, like in the OHV lane. I, I participated <laughs> in April Fool's Day. I thought it was a great day. I thought it was fun to prank my family and my friends and, uh, you know, go to school with a cast on or or uh, tie a rubber band around the kitchen sink hose so that someone <laughs> flipped it on, they got sprayed, all kinds of stuff. But about 15 years ago or half my life ago or so, I decided that April Fool's was the worst thing ever invented by any person because it, it, there's awful things that happen, serious awful things that people do, but also... It's just a waste of everybody's time. And I don't know if I dislike anything more than you wasting my time out there. So I'm looking <laughs> at you, Porsche, or Porsche. I'm looking at you, Dodge. And I'm looking at you, Volkswagen, for the dumb, 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 dummy, dumb April Fool's jokes they just tried to pull. Did you see these, no, Roger? I know about the Volkswagen. Let's talk April about Fool's that joke. one, because that one seemed to get the, the most heat where oh, yeah. Volkswagen uh, announced on April Fool's Day that they were changing their U.S. arm uh, to the word Volkswagen. Not Volkswagen, but Volkswagen, like Volts. Say that fast three times. Yeah. Clear Volt- your throat. Volkswagen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then, and they denied. They said, this is not an April Fool's Day joke. We're <clears throat> serious. This is actually happening. It's Volkswagen in the U.S. going forward. Then, you, then, just only later, a couple hours later, to say, just kidding, it was an April Fool's Day joke. Um, yep. It would not have been as big of a, a problem if, if they just do it and then let people realize it's an April Fool's Day joke. But to say, we swear, we promise, uh, this is a, not an April Fool's Day joke, that makes it just a lie at that point, right? Yeah, yeah, I would go with that. That's a lie. There's no gray area when you're lying. Yeah, they they leaned into it a little bit too much. Yeah, and this is a company that, I don't know, if I were running it, I'd probably want to stay as far away from shenanigans and hijinks as possible, given the the decade-long cheat scandal that I was involved in, you know? You would think so. You would think you'd go out of your way to stay above board and transparent and not create controversy but you know who, what do we know the the biggest biggest problem though was that they announced it said no this is serious and it really impacted the stock markets 
<laughs> that day because news of the name change helped their American depository, depository, I should say, receipts, the ones favored by U.S. retail investors, to climb as yeah. much as 12.5% on Tuesday, only for them to then pull the rug out and say, ha-ha, we were kidding after all. That's when you start getting the SEC and stuff after you, right? When you start uh, doing things like that. You can't really say to the SEC, hey, it was April Fool's Day, when you're manipulating the stock market like that. Well, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense to do that. Yeah. You know, especially given their track record of non-truths and lies that they told about their diesels for a decade. Exactly. And this is probably the last company. And I'm not saying they were the only company to cheat. They were the only one really to get caught, though. Uh, they got caught big time. Well, a lot of them got caught. Mercedes, you know, Mercedes got caught with some, and sure. not as much as Volkswagen. But um, you know, if you hate April Fool's jokes, you know, PK saying DJ left and moved to another station. <laughs> yeah, that was. I mean, uh, PK knows more about radio than I'll ever learn or forget, uh, and uh, he's better at his job than I'll ever be. But that's not something I would do. I had a I had a former co-host who pulled an April's Fool joke on me a couple years ago, and he did a really really good job at it. Uh, but it made me look like a horse's patoot for <laughs> for a long time on air that day. It's just not cool. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, Porsche. Yes, I'll always pronounce it Porsche. Porsche, not Porsche. Just to just to needle the the Porsche owners out there. Uh, they announced that they were going to offer. You know how you you can buy your your jeans pre-ripped and pre-worn yep. and pre-faded and and it's twice as much money well they announced that the porsche 911 for a uh a, a higher fee was going to come with pre-rust paint uh, a paint job that makes it look rusted already <laughs> why so you're talking a distressed porsche a distressed porsche <laughs> yes uh, for the hipster Porsche out there, yes. Uh, uh, I don't even know. That, does that qualify as hipster? I don't know. It's just <laughs> trying to be cool, I guess. And then yeah. Dodge. We felt, we felt miserably at that, you and I, Austin, being cool. Yeah, yeah. And I'm fine with it. <laughs> uh, Dodge, they did. I'm okay, semi-okay with their April Fool's joke because it took a shot at a competitor, uh, however veiled it may have been. You know about Ford's, what's it called, good neighbor muffler protection or whatever it is, uh, where you can push this button and your your muffler will be a little quieter so that you don't disturb your, your neighbors? Well, Dodge came out with the, on April Fool's Day, the do not disturb button so that it, it turns their, it would, it would turn their car silent to not disturb the neighbors, which obviously, if you're buying a Dodge, you're buying it for the noise. We're, t- we're right. talking a Charger, a Challenger here. We're not talking a a, a new You want one. that rumble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A Dodge Viper that runs silently is no fun, you know. So <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> so April Fool's Day, the worst day of the year, it came and went, and there were a few things in the car industry that I didn't care for. So did you participate in April Fool's Day, Roger? No, but we launched promise pricing what five six years ago on april fool's day I remember that but which in hindsight was maybe not the best day to launch it but but see that's I think, what we did i think that's <laughs> i think that's indicative of the fact that you're a grown ass adult company <laughs> that you don't say oh we can't do that on april fool's day no one will believe you you're like it's april one it's another day in the year grow up people you know yeah yeah, but, you know, in hindsight, it's like, yeah, maybe we should have waited a little bit. But, no, it's worked out <laughs> great for us. It's been the best thing we've ever done. 
Yep. All right. One uh, of many good things we've done. Let me tell you about this uh, this gal in Lehigh. Yeah, let's hear about this detective here. <laughs> this amateur sleuth, uh, Jillian Orr. She uh, uh, f- discovered that her pickup truck had been stolen uh, just out from outside of her residence. Uh, on uh, March 11th, she woke up and noticed her keys were missing. She couldn't find nice. her wallet, and she had several strange phone calls and messages on her phone. Uh, it was really weird. I was getting phone calls about purchases in China, she said. Yeah. The worst news, though, was outside as she ran out to the driveway to find that her truck was missing. Uh, she was heartbroken, she says. Her first stop was to the neighbor's house to collect surveillance video from doorbell cameras. Surveillance video did show individuals scoping out the neighborhood and one of them driving off with her truck. Jillian spent the rest of the day calling and canceling credit cards and purchases. There was one local charge, though, and it was at the Maverick gas station, more than 20 miles north, right off of 3300 South in Salt Lake. Yeah, that is Adventure's first stop. (laughs) Okay. Uh, and apparently, so they say. Apparently, a felon's first stop on this day. Well, I would consider that an adventure for him. So she, and this was done with a credit card she never uses. And so she says, the next day she made a decision. She said, "That's it. I'm finding this truck tonight. It's my truck. I'm going to find it." So she and a friend drove up to Maverick and learned that someone had used her credit card to buy cigarettes at 3:30 in the morning on March 11th. The attendant wouldn't allow her to check the surveillance video, though, so she and her friend started driving. I just had that feeling. You got to check all the apartments in the area. And I was like, all right, let's go. Not even an hour had passed when Orr spotted a woman driving something that looked familiar. That's the cover. Those are my tires. That's my lift. I, so I pulled over to let her come out ahead of us, and then we just started tracking her. Or recently registered the truck and had not yet put, not yet put on the new license plates. They were still in the cab. The truck she was following, though, had different license plates on the car, on the truck. The woman mm-hmm. pulled into an apartment complex, and the moment she got out, Orr turned to her friend and said, Now's our chance. we got to go. They pulled into the complex, parked around the corner where they could still see her in the truck. The woman went into the apartment, and Orr pulled out her extra key fob and clicked the lock button, and sure enough, the lights on the truck flashed, and Orr knew that was her truck. She immediately called 911, told dispatch where they were, uh, and waited. She locked the car again, just to be sure, and then the woman all of a sudden walked back out of the apartment to the truck. She reached to open the door but couldn't, walked around the truck, and realized she had locked the keys inside. (laughs) Officers with the United uh, Unified Police Department responded minutes later and arrested the woman who told them she was borrowing the truck from a friend and didn't know it had been stolen, which that's the first time they've heard that story, I'm sure. No, really? (laughs) Or unlocked her truck, opened it, and of course the inside was completely trashed. Officers Mm -hmm. went through the truck looking for evidence. The stereo control screen had been ripped out. Cords connected to the rearview mirror were cut. Why? Jeez. There were fast food fries all over the place, mingled other trash, cigarettes. Uh, They found papers that had several credit card numbers written on them. And one of the worst parts for her was the smell. She said it smelled like stepping into into a casino, how strong that cigarette smell was. Uh, So anyway, 
Uh, she got her truck back. She got. Uh, she's going to get it fixed and cleaned. But the police, of course, are saying, don't do this. If your vehicle has been stolen, don't start driving around and trying to play vigilante because this could get really, really dangerous very quickly. Julian oh, yeah. Orr is lucky that this ended as peacefully and as non-eventful as, as it did, right? So my question is, did she leave her purse and her keys in her truck with it open on the street? Yeah, they didn't say anything about that, which means, yes, that's exactly yeah. what happened. <laughs> yeah, there is, that's, you know, that's a little bit of a problem. And that's that's honestly the problem I've, I'm discovering. We have one vehicle, uh, our Subaru Forester, that has the, the new fingled key that's just a fob, mm-hmm. and you don't have to put it into the ignition or whatever, just has to be present. And yep. the other car, you have to actually physically turn the ignition with the key. And right. I discovered that my wife uh, has a bad <clears throat> habit of sometimes leaving the key in the car. Um, yep. And luckily, she doesn't do this while she's at work. It's only at home. And, and so people, someone would have to get into our garage to then get the car. But it, they're just one garage door away from stealing our car when she leaves the key in the car like that. And so <laughs> I think a lot of people might have this habit now where because you don't have to physically turn the key, you just you just leave it somewhere in the car and then don't worry about it. And that's not um. a very safe thing to do. It's a good thing you didn't so just she, broadcast that the to the entire Salt Lake Valley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is she leaving the smart key in her car or is she leaving the key keys in the other car? What do you mean? Which car is she leaving the keys in? She drives the Subaru. I drive and the... And she leaves the key in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now she only does it when we're at home. But I, it's whatever. Because what she does is she puts it in her purse. Her purse goes in to work with her. Her purse doesn't come in the house with her, which doesn't make any sense uh, to me. That makes no sense to me either. Yeah. But, hey. uh, and by the way, I live in Kanab. Uh, so and, and his commute to work is really long every day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Up 89. <laughs> a little late for that one there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 8900 <laughs> South. Is what there you go. About. There you go. Uh, but anyway, don't do what Jillian Orr did if your car is stolen. As little a chance as you have of getting it back, just leave it to the trained professional authority figures to get that. You know, we back. got. A, I got a call the other day from a uh, store out in Glendale saying, "Hey, you guys have a char- a Dodge Challenger blocking my door with your guys' dealer plate on it." Oh. I'm thinking, hmm. I happen to have that type of car in stock, but I knew it was at my body shop, so I called the guy back and said. Do me a favor. Give me the VIN number off that car. Huh. And give me the plate number. So completely different car. Some we have a fleet between you know between our two stores, we have well, we have almost 85 loaner cars that we have dealer plates on a good chunk of them. And somebody had stolen the dealer plate a month ago from one of the cars when it was at a customer's home. Hmm. And bolted on the back of this car that they had stolen. And just, I don't know if they ran out of gas or just wow. got tired of driving it. Abandoned it behind a uh, store in Glendale, blocking the door to get in their back, back of their store. Oh, God. <laughs> here's, here's, you know, criminals aren't, aren't bright. Uh, everything they do is dumb, but that is a step further. If you're going to abandon it, don't abandon it right in front of someone's door. You got to put it someplace yeah. no one's going to see it, you know, so, or at least not see it immediately. 
That's Correct. what Brian tells me. Uh, I don't have any experience on such. I always say but... criminality is short-sighted, not necessarily <laughs> dumb, short-sighted. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, you be PC and I'll be right. How about that? <laughs> uh, by the way, uh... while we're talking about stolen cars and before we take our final break, Roger, have you guys ever had someone drive off with a on a test drive and then you have to go yes. through the whole thing of chasing yes. them down? I don't know what people we think is going to happen. We don't chase them down. You know, we have driver's licenses for people. Right. Um, people are really interested when they do that. We had four years ago a Mazda stolen from Midtown, and the guy coming and giving us his driver's license kind of decided he wasn't going to do anything. You could watch the video. He walked around, hopped in and out of the car four or five times. No one realized it took the keys off the salesman's desk because the salesman walked away. He gets in probably four different times, sat in the car, and then finally turns it on, backs out, and takes off. And we, we luckily got that car back about five days later. He had custom painted the bumpers, put a couple thousand dollars in sound equipment in it. What? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Maybe they'll let me keep it if I make it mine. Good grief. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy what people do i mean virtually any car that i've ever had stolen from the the dealership has come back full of trash if not damaged because they, they play bumper cars with them mm-hmm. yeah people people that are still they're going joyriding and just want to destroy them it's not theirs they don't have to worry about it That's oh they care mindset. less yeah mm-hmm well, uh, a recent uh, a smaller uh, dealership here in the valley had someone do this very thing, drove away with a, a sales, or excuse me, on a test drive and didn't come back, didn't come back, and they were giving the guy the benefit of the doubt. And then the next day they said, all right, enough's enough. Uh, called the police, found out that all the information the guy had given them was completely fake. Uh, surprise, surprise. Yeah, and uh, the the news article at Fox 13, I saw this last week, ended with the car still being lost and still having been stolen and a description and pictures oh, yeah. of the car. And it's a beautiful Audi, uh, was a four, uh, an A4. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's got red leather interior. It's beautiful, beautiful machine. Well, it was found. Someone spotted it driving out and about, called the cops. They tracked it down, got it back, and it's it's been returned and... Luckily, uh, the not too many damage, not too much damage was done to to the thing. But I just I found I find that whole idea of thinking you can just steal a car via test drive very very misguided. Well, it, it it happens. Um, our Midtown store actually. Oh, there was a guy that was trying to steal the car. They actually slowed him down long enough to keep him there until so, the police got there for him. Hmm. How'd they, they just and, like, just by hemming and hawing and how'd they slow him down? Yeah, they, 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 yeah, like he was, well, he was in a stolen car from BMW that had a temporary permit on it, was trying to trade it in. The manager, the bid, you know, went out to look at the car, goes, This isn't right, calls BMW, and they go, well, That car's stolen. Ah. So they called, you know, South Salt Lake City Police, and you know, they managed to keep the guy around there long enough for them to show up, and he tried to take off. So they, they, you, you did things that you'll find at other dealerships, like, oh, I'll give the keys to the sales yep. manager, and uh, yeah, yeah, we're guilty on this one. 
Absolutely, yes. You don't do that unless you're no. stalling for the police. No. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I love it. If, yeah, normally <laughs> when I face a car, I walk back and hand the keys to the customer immediately so that they have them. They're not uncomfortable. And, yeah. You know, if they're going to buy, they're going to buy it, but not, not. And it's, keeping the keys isn't going to change that. You mean it's you don't throw them up on the roof of, of the dealership? And, and... No, no. <laughs> Yeah, I've never actually I've been happened. in business 30 years. I've never seen that done. I have heard about it being done. <laughs> I heard of a local Nissan store that lost somebody's keys and she had to get police in there to get her car back. I heard that same story. Yeah. yeah. But those are the things that give the car business a really, really bad reputation. And, and fortunately, there's less and less of that that goes on. But well, I tell you what, when you have a reputation as an industry, a person or whatnot it takes a long time to shake the few bad apples yeah hey we'll take our final break uh we've got about okay. 30 minutes left on the show uh get us a call in 855-340-ZONE where are your trouble spots on your commute 855-340-ZONE right now you'd have a one in four shot at the free oil change at the end of the show uh while we're on this uh illegal kick Coming up next, mm-hmm. we'll tell you the uh, the car part that is quickly becoming every thief's favorite target. And we'll I have an idea what it that. is. We'll see. We'll talk about uh, the Layton Parkway extension idea up there uh, in, in North Davis County. And, yes, Subaru also pulled an April Fool's joke. But it was a little nicer, so we'll get to that and more. Up next here on Utah Car Sense. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Final segment, final uh, 20 minutes or so this week here on Utah Car Sense. I'm Austin Horton. Brian Priest producing for us today, uh, this hour rather, and, uh, and uh, <laughs> Roger Parkin. Uh, joining me from the Southtown location in the Southtown Auto Mall Drive. Roger, have you gotten your vaccine yet? You know, I had my first one three weeks ago, I think it was, this week today, and I get my last one Tuesday. What are your plans to celebrate? Not a darn thing. Just what? be happy I've got it. <laughs> I thought maybe you'd have like a 30-year-old bottle of scotch someplace to, to break out and, no, and have a toast. No, I'm just a... I'm just excited to be, uh, you know, after two weeks later, you're fully vaccinated. And, um, you know, hopefully we're on the downhill side of COVID. I don't know that we are, but I certainly hope we are, you know, get life back to, to whatever normal is now. So that's kind of exciting. Um, although I don't know that I'm really looking forward to this second shot based on what some of my friends and and colleagues have told me after they had their second shot, it's not real fun. Yeah, can, can I say, <laughs> can I make a comment about that? Yeah, uh, please. Everybody stop complaining about the second shot. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? You're going to complain about a day of aches and chills and sniffles and a sore yeah. arm? Get out of here with that nonsense. Millions of people have died. Died from COVID. You can get yeah, I- through a day of, of chills. I'm sick I don't of see it. So much as complaining is just going, wow, I wasn't expecting that. 
Well, expect it. <laughs> it's gonna. <laughs> it is. It, it's infuriating to me because I think there are people out there who are on the fence of getting and vaccinated. Scaring them away. Yes. Yes. So no, stop I, it. You, we've all had the sniffles before, and I've heard for a year no. that the COVID is the just sniffles? the sniffles. <laughs> Fine. If you believe that, go for it. But go get vaccinated and get the sniffles and get over it. Well, uh, and funny, I don't mean to but, yell, yeah. but stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and other people, it doesn't do a thing to them. You know, it's just right. it's very, very indiscriminate, I guess is probably the best word for it. It just depends yeah. on what your body does, you know, reaction wise. And actually, I kind of hope when I do, I have to wait till May because I had stupid. You've COVID. had COVID. Yeah. And the governor, yeah. uh, in his wisdom, says 90 days before you're allowed yeah. to get the vaccine. So, uh, although I know of people that have cheated that, I won't be doing so. However, I don't know that it makes sense to cheat yeah, this it doesn't. honestly it doesn't but uh the when i do get vaccinated i hope i do have some kind of mild reaction because that means your immune system is doing what it's supposed to do oh absolutely well think about it you know it's think about your kids when you get them vaccinated they don't feel good yeah but we do it because it's better for them <laughs> yeah i hope we do it it's, yeah we just have a big disconnect the older we get with you know there's going to be some pain for gain and we just don't want to experience that plus i hear when you get vaccinated you get better cell phone coverage uh you can unlock your <laughs> can unlock well, the, they, the they, doors they with your your thumb and all sorts of things yeah they implant a chip in you so you can communicate <laughs> <laughs> where's bad? all the conspiracy theories i tell you so I don't mean to go on, but I knew that you uh, had or were getting close to, yeah. to getting that done. I was excited I, for it. I, t- I tell you, the first one was as painless. I didn't feel them stick the needle in, which is kind of interesting. The only thing I experienced from the first one was my shoulder was sore for a half day. Yeah. It gets sore when you have a flu shot. I, so it doesn't matter. I would, <laughs> and I, I mean this with my entire fiber of every soul of my being or whatever the the words are beyond a shadow of a doubt even doubt i would give you one of my limbs of your choosing if covid ended i I don't care it's it's i'm done with it so please get vaccinated vicious it's it's really vicious disease because it is so indiscriminate i mean you've got one a person i know that's extremely healthy it kicked his butt yep it put him flat on his back for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm still, I, I've still got this lingering cough that pops up like once every fifteen hours or so, and is around for a few minutes and then goes away. And I'll tell you, when I'm, when I'm out in public and I cough, I, I, I might as oh, well be dressed. Uh, I may as well be naked. Uh, well, you've got this sign that says, "Look at me, look at me, I'm yes, coughing, run." Yes. <laughs> yep. And think yeah, that, even but, with a mask on, I mean, it's just, yeah. it is, an, it's very uncomfortable sneezing, coughing. Well, um, in public or not, it's not fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> not that it ever was. It was my favorite pastime. Now I like I do. sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank goodness we have something uh, better to address this pandemic with than uh, one direction arrows on the floor of the grocery stores, right? Because those were saving lives. <laughs> Hey, so. hey, you know what? I, I, you look at how the country responded, the world responded. And I think once we've decided to get serious, we've done a pretty decent job of it. Uh, you know, taking the precautions. You look at the the positive cases. That's one of my six things I like to look at every day. 
you know, is how many cases were diagnosed the day before. And mm. I certainly, you know, expected a bigger spike after the Super Bowl than we didn't see it. It'd be interesting if spring break and Easter make a spike. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe, maybe we're getting ahead of it finally. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, you see the cases in places like like California plunging. That's that's when you see places like that yeah. going the right direction. You feel like there's we've turned a corner. So we're almost yeah. there. Please go get the little needle in be your safe. arm. Get the sniffles <laughs> for a day or two. You'll be you'll make it, little boo boos. You'll be okay. Get your blankies and suck your I, thumb. You'll be fine. I, I tell you, I think the funniest meme I've seen out online lately is. An old couple, someone's asking them, so how was your cruise that you just got back from? <laughs> and they don't have a mask on, and their whole face is nice and proud, except where the mask and the straps are as white. <laughs> the tan line <laughs> of the mask. Yeah. It's so, it so awesome. I laughed so hard when I saw that. I said, well, these are the sign of our times. You know, you walk, you can walk into a bank or a credit union with a mask on, and they don't call the cops on you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they will if you don't have a mask on. Exactly. <laughs> It'd be just the opposite. You walk in without a mask, call the cops, get out of here. <laughs> hey, you don't look like a train robber. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that was uh, my PSA of the day. Just get the yeah, shot. Yeah. Just get, do it. Get, get the vaccination. Suck it up. Do the right thing. Doesn't cost you a dime. Takes time. You sit for 15 minutes afterwards. And you might be a little sore. That's better than getting COVID. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, from the world of did we need this, Roger, let me run something by you. Let's uh, hear it. Lyft and Uber and other rideshare companies have changed the way that the world gets around. Uh, yeah. They're turning to another person that changed the world with an invention, Alexander Graham Bell, to, uh, to make uh, COVID, to make rideshare easier. Uh, and getting around. I don't know if I didn't realize this was a problem. Apparently, there are those that want to ride Lyft or ride Uber, but don't have or don't want to have their apps on their phone. And so they don't use the service. So now Lyft is the first hmm. rideshare company to offer uh, you can be you can call for a ride on the phone, like actually dial a number uh, and call up like a cab service. So what like you're, what you're saying is we're going old school now. Yeah, we're starting to go a little backward here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> um, and look, I, you know, there's there's those that respected members of our society in their golden years that maybe don't want to or can't figure out the, the new fangled technology but still need doctor's appointment, uh, rides to doctor's appointments or whatever. Yeah. So I get that. I get it. Um, it's just kind of like, okay, I hope it's giving – people jobs in the very least i hope they're like employing millions of people to answer these phone calls and not just uh because what i don't want to see happen is they randomly call lyft drivers cell phones <laughs> just random strangers calling the lyft driver and saying hey can you come pick me up at no, uh, the corner you, and... you know what you know what i bet they, they'll use is probably a computer to answer it to find out where you're at and where you want to go possibly that well in all due respect it's interesting. The, the the demographic <laughs> that needs to call rather than to use the app i'm not sure they can talk to a computer very well either well that, yeah that's i'm sitting here thinking <laughs> the same thing they're not comfortable with technology to begin with or they're, they're very big conspiracy theorists that don't want big big brother watching them which is too late you got the phone in your pocket you're tracked 
Yeah. Well, there's there's such a thing as satellites. You're everyone can see. <laughs> no, you mean they're watching me now. <laughs> yep. How do you like this? You can't see what yeah. I'm doing, but they can. Well, I'm sure I don't want to see what you're doing. You know, if you're <laughs> that way. <laughs> uh, so, very interesting. All right. I, yeah. You know, it's creative on their part to address the need they see that. I don't know how big of a need that is, but what the heck. So a story out of Anaheim uh, a couple weeks ago, a man was crushed to death by a car, and the, the someone came out of this apartment complex and saw his, his legs sticking out from under the car, and it looked like mm-hmm. the, the scene in The Wizard of Oz where the witch's legs yeah, were sticking the, out. Yeah, the house landed on the Wicked Witch of the West? Uh, the Wicked Witch of the East, Roger. Yes. Was the East? The sister it's been a while since I've watched it. <laughs> uh, but they, they've discovered this guy uh, sticking out of the car. He's dead, obviously. And they're like, what was going on? Well, it turns out he was trying to steal the catalytic converter off of the mm-hmm. vehicle because that's, that's a, a somewhat semi-easy, fast thing to steal and to flip yep. around and get some uh, metal money for it, right? Titanium, baby. Yeah. Titanium in those things. Well, it's not just happening in Anaheim. This is upticking everywhere. And uh, this story comes courtesy of our friends across the street at KSL.com. The number of catalytic converter thefts have surged over the past year as these devices full of precious metals are hot targets for thieves and can take only minutes to remove, but are very costly to replace. I don't know. How much does it cost, uh, Ballpark, Roger, for you to replace a catalytic converter? A couple grand. A couple grand? A couple thousand dollars. Oh, my gosh. So we've seen that here in Utah. Um, About 12 years ago, they went through a lot, a truck lot, on a weekend with a plasma cutter and took 40 of them off of the dealership. In how long? Hours, if that. Just, I mean, plasma yeah. cutter, you boom, boom, two cuts and drop it. Go. But they went through all the trucks in one area of the lot where there was, they were felt safe to do. Crawled underneath with the plasma cutter, cut them, it had to be you know, two, three man operation. And they never got found who did it. But this has been going on off and on for quite some time now, you know, because just there is all the precious metals inside those. Mm. Well, uh, th- there are some safety tips that uh, the Mesquite Police Department. Oh, well, they had a safety tip on their Facebook page. It's been deleted. Perhaps that <laughs> perhaps it wasn't not so safe. safe. <laughs> uh, so a quick Google search gives us Allstate Insurance has some advice. What what can I do to protect my car's catalytic converter lock it up in a garage yeah yeah when possible uh park it uh in well-lit areas and close to building entrances if you have a garage at your house park. i don't think that stuff stop you know it might discourage some but your hardcore thieves they don't care well it's it's at least something rather than parking yeah. it in the depths of a dark parking garage someplace you know uh, park it in a well-lit area and perhaps a criminal will pass on it yeah if you have a garage park your car inside obviously and keep the door shut i don't know why they have to say mm-hmm. that but a lot of people don't shut their garage doors oh uh, there's a lot i mean i'm looking across the street right now with the garage doors wide open yeah so. yep. <laughs> no cars in there but have the catalytic <laughs> converter welded to your car's frame which may make it harder uh, to steal no that i would not do that why is that um 
cars are designed with a certain amount of movement in that exhaust line. And your odds, I think your odds of damaging that catalytic converter would be pretty great by welding it to the frame. Hmm. I wouldn't do it. Uh, they also I, suggest perhaps getting your VIN number engraved so that a scrap dealer might notice it and think this thing is stolen. I think a scrap dealer is going to, if they're taking these things without them being broken down, they don't care. Yeah. Uh, you and know, then... th th these are organized people doing an illegal activity, VIN number, no VIN number. Yeah, it's, it's not going to make a difference in my opinion. Their final suggestion is calibrate a car alarm to set off with vibration detection. Now that okay. might become very annoying uh, very quickly as the dump truck drives down the street and vibrates the ground. So, so, so let's talk about that. Car okay. alarms. Yeah. You're walking through a parking lot, you hear a car alarm going off. What do you do? Well, I'm different than most, but I know you're getting at that most people just ignore it and keep going. Absolutely. I always turn and look. Uh, just because I'm mostly looking to give someone the uh, the dirty look of you're disturbing the peace, can it? <laughs> so you're looking for some guilty pleasure, not necessarily to help. <laughs> and if I happen to see a, a bandit or two, then I might say, "Can you steal that car quietly, please?" And then move on with my yeah. Day. I just yeah. I mean, I just all you're gonna do is make your neighbors hate you if you do that. But your catalytic converter may stay on your car. Yeah, you might not have any neighbors that like you after that. They might ban you, egg you, you know? Yep, yep. But so I, I guess I what, I what, of, what I'm hearing from you, Roger, is there's not a good way to deter this. I don't think there is. I, I think you see a bigger problem around here when they hit. In the past, they've hit car lots where they can get in and get a bunch and get out and do it you know, relatively safely. But... I haven't seen it be much of a problem around here lately. Haven't heard of it. Now watch something happen, but um, it <laughs> certainly is a, a crime that goes in streaks. Like I say, 10, 12 years ago, it was huge. I mean, they hit so many car lots. Wow. So. Uh, and that was the last recession or so, 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. right Absolutely now, was. So. Yep. Recession breeds criminality. That's what happens. Uh, yep. They Final thing I want to run by you, Roger, here in the final minute of the show. I mentioned okay. that Subaru had somewhat participated in April Fool's Day as well. Yeah, I have not heard this, so let's hear it. Well, there was a small, there was one store, I think, in the United Kingdom that, that said they were coming out with a forest paint theme for the Forester. Just kind of a dumb thing. And they immediately, okay. it said in the corner of the picture, it said April Fool's. But... <laughs> Subaru released uh, a bit of a, a, a patent or a plan, a design on April Fool's Day, I, but it was real. It was checked into, it was validated, and Subaru was like, oh, well, it's real. It just happens that you've discovered it on the worst day to discover things and think it's real. <laughs> a U.S. patent application for a land and air vehicle, which amounts to a flying motorcycle, has been filed by huh. Subaru. And the drawings in this patent application picture a Tron-like looking motorcycle from, cool. from the movie Tron that has retractable wings off the side of it. Huh. So the wings fold in and out based on whether or not you're flying or driving. Uh, <laughs> obviously, this is filing a patent, uh, or at least a, a patent application, 
you can just do that for anything if you've got an exactly. idea. Exactly, it's an idea. And, and you it's have a, to renew it and pay a fee, but if you keep renewing it and 600 years from now your company still has that patent and we are flying motorcycles, you're going to be one rich fella. That is true. So just a bit of um, – they didn't really do it because of April Fool's, but it came out on <laughs> April Fool's Day and everyone thought it wasn't real, and it is. Interesting. I have not heard that one. All right, uh, that's it for the show this week. we got to get a winner. We had uh, so many callers, but I'm only going to give uh, three people a chance to win because that's <laughs> all that called in. John, Jeff, Mark, I've put you in a random list at random.org, and I'm going to ask our mathematician producer, Brian, to pick a number between one and three, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to pick the number two. Does that? Is, are you following? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm picking up what you're laying down there. Can so, I go two and a half, or no, is that no? no, no. Okay, gotta be a whole number. There's clear integers on one this one. Three. Let's go with number one. <laughs> number one is John, actually the guy that called in first. Got first, way to go, John. So, John, we've got your info. We'll pass that on. You'll get a phone yep. call from Mark Miller's people to set up that oil change, pickup, and drop off. Awesome stuff. Fantastic. Roger, have a good week, sir, and a good Easter weekend, will you? You too, man. It's, it looks like it's going to be a beautiful one. It's supposed to be 75 today. Get outside and get that mask tan line going. We'll That's what see. we're going to work on today. <laughs> getting, our, right. getting our mask on. Go see Roger and his people at the Southtown location, 10920 South State. I'm Austin Horton for Brian Priest and Eric Jensen behind the glass. We'll see you next week on Utah Car Sense. Have a good weekend.